0: This is Dave
1: This is Al This is Yanni
0: Also Blake This is James This is Will This is Caitlin And we are iPodcast Magic Missile Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile Where we play games and talk geek Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley In the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia We bring you audio from some of the most exciting games New and old No actual wizard spells here Just actual play from great games this is iPodcast Magic Missile.
2: Harry Man Butts. Which would have popped, I uh, watched uh, Kids in the Hall. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that popped up all the damn time. <laughs> and there was, it was like. So the rule is, if it, you know, they could show a man's butt, but they wouldn't show a woman's butt, especially a shapely woman's butt. Right. Right? So the rule is, if anybody would want to see it, it's not a yeah. You you, you can't you can't see it. That's the rule. I'm like, what a stupid rule. What a like inherently illogical contradiction. And
0: this is one of those things that gets me because I'm in like a gray area, right? Like, if I take my shirt off, is that okay? Is it not I okay? I was just I was just
3: on, uh, <laughs> and one of my, my friends was uh, was was trying. So she was doing an experiment every two weeks to see when she would get stopped shirtless. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's an odd. Um, that's
3: awesome. Well, she lives <laughs> in New York City. <laughs>
0: I suppose. <laughs> oh, so so what, she was never going to get arrested for
4: it. Yeah. That's, that's a better strategy. It's, it but better they, strategy will you, they will give you, they will
3: stop you and give you, so people will give you crap for it. So the question wasn't when will it become illegal. It's when, when you'll get When will people tell you that you're being taboo?
0: So how long did it take your friend to get stopped in the street?
3: Uh, a month ago. So that would have been four months. Okay. Fair enough. I can see that.
0: Yeah,
2: that sounds about right. It's, yeah, I can't get over how fast your hair is growing. Mm-hmm. It's all. Oh yeah. It just gets on air, I'm trans.
0: By the way, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be disappearing eventually and being replaced by somebody prettier. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> replaced by yeah. That's
4: about Some all I can say.
3: Hot sister is gonna come back into our podcast.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: A lot of people don't have belly buttons, which is the least attractive thing a person can have. I like belly, I like buttons. belly buttons. No, I
1: don't know. They, belly break, buttons they break up cute. the navel area. Yeah, you don't know want the a flat. Yeah,
5: I you don't. Know. It's like those pictures where they've photoshopped the nipples off. Man, yeah. Did really you guys creepy. really disturb it? So, what is that? What was that called? Like ice something? The movie. What with the tentacles and a belly button?
3: Oh shit! Damn,
5: uh, I looked this up too. <laughs> Could you it guys was ever, ice
3: witches. That was what I thought it was. This is your wheelhouse, Will. I don't know. This uh, it was, was like a good one. one of those shitty sci-fi original movies, and they were like space aliens who yeah, who
5: yeah. looked like
4: chicks.
3: Yeah, and they or were sensitive really... to cold or something. Oh,
4: this is, is ice is not in the title. Uh, yeah. I think it's is it in the subtitle. In, it may be in the no, no it's not in the subtitle either. It's not.
3: Um, oh, was
4: it like decoys or something? Decoys. Shit? Yes.
1: Yeah, you got it. Mm. That sounds like a delightfully uh, terrible uh, movie
3: You it's, told me about
5: this before Yes it is But I'm just thinking like Since I got, I got reminded of this Have you guys talked about it in one of your random rants? No It deserves to be talked about
0: mm-hmm. Well you can't just leave it on the table like that You've got to give us a plot synopsis
5: <laughs> So tell us a little All bit right. about decoys <laughs> So decoys This terrible movie Uh, as sci-fi movies go, I suppose. (laughs) Oh man, sci-fi
2: like original, like yeah. Oh, Oh, there we go. This (laughs) is like Epoch or The Cube. (laughs) Oh, when he says greatest movies of all time, forgive me. I I don't. I don't want to (laughs) interrupt you when you're telling the stories. I'm just going to shoot this in real fast. So I was watching that inexplicable universe thing earlier with Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, and he said so. He was talking about general relativity and how when things speed approaches light speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for it slows to zero, right? And he's like, well, do we have anything that goes the speed of light? Well, we do it. In fact, a photon. So for photons, there is no time. That means from the photon's point of view, from the moment it's emitted to the moment it is absorbed by something else is instantaneous. So the photons that comprise that movie are the greatest movie of all time because they experience no time. You
4: can hiss at me Go fuck yourself, like. <laughs> Stop interrupting James' story.
1: <laughs> anyway, I believe we were telling, hearing about an awesome movie.
5: So anyway, back to the the original context. So, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I I want to say the movie started with, like, a flashback, and mm-hmm. they're at, like, a, a frat house where a guy comes in and all his frat brothers are dead, frozen, and with yeah. their mouth gaping open. He's all like, what the hell happened? And then, like... And then they cut back, like, many years later, and that whole incident has has become infamous for that college. It's like their <coughs> Virginia Tech shooting, I guess. <laughs> um...
0: Why
2: did I home. laugh immediately? <laughs> because James hasn't been on the podcast for three minutes, and he already took to a joke. <laughs> I had to give him proper
0: contacts, and I was trying to. Well, so the dismissive way to say that Virginia takes shooting or whatever.
2: <laughs> it was. It's fine. It's you fine don't need to feel bad, James. <laughs> it is, I was, was actually act you trying. You are doing to well. <laughs> not
5: make it a big deal to you, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. It's become kind of a lur- urban legend, and like some people don't even believe it happened in the first place. And I guess you get introduced to the main protagonist, male protagonist, and his plucky, like, friend, like female friend, but not really girlfriend, but yeah. there's romantic tension, that bullshit. And then, uh, suddenly all these, like, this new sorority house pops up, and by like, all the women are, like, super hot. <laughs> and. Like, one guy, they're always running around scantily clad because the, the, this campus is, I guess, up north somewhere, and so they, they have long winters. And they even have a scene where these two of these girls are, like, playing around the laundry room, and the one guy somehow ends up in their bedroom snooping around, and they come back. It's like, oh, i got to go hide in the closet or whatever. So he's like... You know, stereotypical, trying to be a stereotypical cheesy college movie where he's, like, spying on them through the closet, and one of the girls opens the window, and, like, tentacles come out of her, like, abdominal area. <laughs> and he's all like, well, that's weird. <laughs> so, not I've been disabled. with one like
0: that before. At least he's
6: got his shit together. <laughs> He, he made his uh, act under duress. That's,
2: that's troubling. I'm troubled. <laughs> he, made, he made a
1: sanity roll. He only lost a little
2: bit of sanity. So,
6: lost
5: it all. And as, so, so, as the plot unfolds, it becomes revealed that these women are, surprised, extraterrestrials from outer space, disguised as human women. And they're here, they've come to this uh, colder part of Earth, because they they come from an arctic planet, and they need to be in the cold, and they're they're trying to find suitable mates because uh, their race no, their race is dying out, and all they have are females, and all their males are dead. Oh no! That. And so they need to find viral males. What better place than a college campus? Filled with
1: Can I just say that I've seen enough hentai to know where this is going? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: rather, that?
5: already they, went. Yeah, but <laughs> mean, unlike a hentai, they don't quite cross. The lines that hard. They, they don't go like Legend of the Ogre Fiend that far. You know? It's more of a horror movie and less of a porno. Yeah. And so uh, the mechanism of impregnation <laughs> is like, you know, they get you excited and the woman's on top of you and all, and all that and then like she like archers her back and then like tentacles come out and they're like they go into your mouth and like implant eggs in you or some shit like that. But like, the success rate for implantation apparently is very low because the the embryos uh, freeze you or some some bullshit <laughs> like that. And then they even throw in like uh, there's there's some kind of like there was some kind of like um, power struggle between two of the chicks, and then there was even like a uh, forbidden romance. Between one of the alien chicks and, and a human guy where they actually <laughs> fell in love for real and he volunteered to be, like, the male host or whatever oh. and, and some bullshit like that. Did he Did he sit so, on, like, a heater? Like, seahorses? Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't yes. know much, enough about seahorses. Horse he males
4: incubate the young inside uh, a pouch. Yep. Possibly something like that. I think in the, the second half or something like that. Yeah. But, but in any case...
1: It's you not I see,
5: I'm pretty sure. Oh. But the movie's yeah, also kind of but... tongue-in-cheek at the same time. It's like reverse hentai. Isn't it tentacle-in-cheek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of tentacles,
0: if you want to see um. the most adorable um. non-hentai tentacle whatever that you'll ever see, uh, if you've ever heard of uh, Humon, who does uh, love, in, uh, who does Scandinavian in the world, if you've ever heard of this mm-hmm. comic, also did a short run of a comic called Love and Tentacles. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds awesome. Right? It actually is really awesome. Well, anyway, How does
0: it compare to Modest Medusa? Oh,
6: um,
1: um, Modest Medusa is so
0: cute. Well, no, it's completely different than Modest Medusa. Modest Medusa yeah. is, is also adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this actually is a romance between a man and a tentacle
5: monster. Now, let me go back to the, the decoys movie for a second. <laughs> Sorry, go <guys>. ahead. <laughs> no, that's all right. Because, <laughs> I just um, had to find this online, so I So, the male protagonist uncovers the plot. Convinces like one of the local police detectives to follow him into the sorority, and they there's a this they find out they're weak to heat surprise, and then so he he kills them all with a flamethrower with the help (laughs) of his with what what? (laughs) with a homemade flamethrower. I think. I
3: think it's homemade. I think it yeah, yeah. makes it from like, what would you gasp on stuff? So like, stuff. I was
5: like, expecting you to be like, like, Even If drivers, they weren't so.
0: aliens, you could still kill yeah. a bunch of sorority girls <laughs> <laughs> with a flamethrower. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> officer,
5: I swear they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> After the credits roll, there's like a no, flashback no, no. and you see the no, cop and no, no. so it's actually. So what happens uh, is, Flynn, so with the help of his plucky girl sidekick or whatever, and then, so the threat is over, and then, like, the male protagonist and this plucky girl f- female friend confess her love for each other and they're about to hook up and then they do a scene where they're trying to be all sexy and he lifts her shirt it's like surprise! She was the original! They are or new! She'll have a belly button.
4: <laughs> and that's how the movie is. So this is. And
3: then there are sequels! Oh,
4: yes. that, that has to be true. Uh, we
3: saw the sequels.
4: We did. We yeah. did, didn't we? Uh, sounds like Earth Boys are easy.
3: Um, <laughs> isn't it?
4: Yeah. Isn't Earth Girls are easy? I know. was oh. on.
3: Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Erase that.
4: They don't need to hear that. Anyway. Things are easy. That's so, one of the
3: weirdest you know. Jeff Goldblum is hot in the movie. You're not going to say that about Jeff Goldblum, like, I don't understand. He's attractive yeah, I in that
0: think
1: movie.
3: Jeff Goldblum's relatively hot. I'm well, you Jeff know, Goldblum I have like a
1: movie.
4: weird, awkward oh, crush on Jeff Goldblum. Uh,
2: like, like in way. like this, oh, like Ian oh. Malcolm
3: when I was a little <laughs> yeah. kid, I was like, okay. yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I want to marry when I grow up. But it's one of those things where I'm un. I'm aware that I'm not supposed to feel that
1: way. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what is wrong with being Jewish? Thanks Lloyd like, for the yep. episode. How do we get <laughs> there in the way? Jewish visually. I meant visually. I, I think Oh good. I, I, so I,
2: much I, better. It is better. Shut up. When, when you were talking about when the I don't uh know. I do a know response when to that. I really don't. Oh, yes. thank you. When you were talking about how It's fine. I'll it's just the, sit in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the uh College, you know, like the Frozen fraternity oh, the brothers, was like there Virginia Tech shooting, and then get you know into later, it's like become this big mythic thing on campus, and like some people deny that it even happened. It's like, yeah, I hate those Virginia Tech shooting deniers. <laughs> 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 Fucking, I'm a data job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why well, do we haven't done this in a while? What's everyone been playing? Um, or Ma- doing this game, Mass already? Effect. Oh, which one?
1: Uh, one and two. I finally, I finally. Force-fed my way through one. It was a terrible game. I hated it. I've heard Mass Effect Two is really,
4: really good. I Mass Effect
1: yet. Two is awesome. It fixed, fixed every single problem that Mass Effect One had.
4: You didn't like going um, for an hour and a half after every mission selling your items? Nope.
1: <laughs> I actually got to the point Ooh, I where I said, story. "Fuck this shit." I cheated in infinite money, and I just reduced all of my items that weren't level ten to omni Yes,
4: seems reasonable. Yep. I,
1: and I, I spent, I still fit, spent fifteen minutes doing that, but I just. Everything Omnigel, always and forever. And it made the game a little bit less annoying.
4: I can imagine so.
1: It was a terrible game. It it was weird that here is your character, who is the chosen one, that knows this giant, millennia-old alien race tens of billions of years old that has eaten countless civilizations before you. You're the only one who knows about it. And you're sta- you are going to go save the fucking galaxy and you're stopping to help people with like, you know, their restaurant troubles. And oh no, my sister's caught up with a bad crowd. It's weird.
4: It's Her crowd was awful.
1: It's weird, it's jarring, but you kind of have to, to in, order, in order to get an actual, like, actually get your character leveled up and get money to do shit.
4: You gotta, and, you gotta get those empty jars. Well, yeah, it's Final Fantasy VII syndrome. That that, that
0: meteor will hang it will hang over the planet for long enough for you to do any side quest you want. It's just waiting for you to go to the Northern Cave. Take, or, that, uh, take that
2: Mass Effect and Final Fantasy VII cast and crew. <laughs> or a Majora's Mass. Yeah, I'm right, so pretty sure Majora's Mask, you do have to get that shit done on time,
4: don't you? Yeah, Well you do, but well, well, I mean well, well, you could just play that Ocarina to your heart's yeah, content.
3: He's right, you can just like reset it over and over again.
4: Like, yeah, I got time oh, okay. for a dog. I, I didn't play that one. I got time for any old lady who's missing yeah. her dog. I have time travel. <laughs> <But> <laughs> at any
1: rate, the um two fixed all of those problems. Because two, <clears> while it has side quests, shot. they're very small. Um uh, and you can very easily ignore them and not feel like you're missing out on really anything. Um and Instead, you basically have plot missions and loyalty missions, both of which either it's it's you know following the plot and doing you know fighting the main big bads, or um, helping one of your crew members, which is hypothetically something you're you're personally invested in. And so it's it's much more um, like you feel invested in. It. You feel it's like yeah, I want to go help you, Tali, because you're awesome. You know, unless really? fine, I'll help you with your damn. You know, gambling problem.
4: Though I do have one question. Where does the uh, figurine collecting fit into this?
1: What figurine collecting?
4: The figurine collecting for your figurine collection.
1: What figurine collection? You
4: can you can own a figurine collection in mean, Mass Effect 2.
1: You mean the spaceships? Yeah. I have a lot of money. Because it ports over all your money from one, and I cheated in basically like several billion dollars. <laughs> so I have been buying compulsively every one that I found, being like, I don't know what this does, I'll buy it.
4: <laughs> you like... Oh, this is essential, guys. <laughs> Captain, I don't think shh. The fleets are maneuvering. <laughs> 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 do you have the,
5: the, the, like mini ships Wait,
0: that does you said that, and well, you
4: can
5: put them in your figurine like, case. Well,
1: they're about this big. Yeah. they're, mo- no, they're models. I can see it now. It's like
5: next on Mass Effect quarters. It's like, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> important. It's <easy>. <laughs> part, <laughs> this is important too. You can also
1: do. It with, you can also do fish.
5: You, yeah, you can buy um, fish for your cruise Except too.
1: you actually have to feed them, which apparently I learned. You
4: don't have to feed your ships. Which
1: stay-tips. is actually the benefit <laughs> of dating your yeoman because she will feed them for you.
4: She will. And she doesn't mind if you date someone else.
1: She doesn't! I've noticed that.
0: Oh, yeah, so that is, of course, the most important question. It's a Bioware game, so.
1: Kelly and Garrus currently. Although I haven't actually finished the game, so I haven't actually picked one. I can't.
4: Here's the major Kelly's
1: so cute, the Garrus is Garrus! Ah!
4: You're wrong. Everyone's wrong. Rex. Rex is the love of your life, because Rex is the only person who's tough enough to handle Shepard. You can
5: romance Rex? You Me.
4: can't. And it's a tragedy. He
5: fucking tried. He's
4: in three <laughs> games, and you can't romance Rex.
5: Not even as male. No.
4: He's so virile and strong. Who else can handle Shepard? Shepard can go out and kill anything, but could Shepard handle Rex? No one knows. Shepard
1: can handle Rex. Shepard's
4: a badass. Shepard should be able to handle Rex. I tried it several times, and it didn't happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's because Rex isn't into
4: Shepherd. He doesn't do humans. He could if you try. You don't even have the option to try. You can swing and miss with Jack, uh, or whatever. Is you can it, is actually it Jack? date Jack, yeah. or, or romance yeah,
1: Jack.
3: But, like, okay. I mean, but it's hard but as not balls. If
5: your girl, but not not isn't Garrus the, the Falco of the team?
4: He's like the super serious, oh, yeah, I guess kind so. of a tough asshole. He is! But you can work past that eventually with time. I was about time. to say, yeah, Garrus is... Garrus is pretty much the only
0: guy in the Mass Effect universe that I was sort of like, I could right, do that.
1: Caden, yeah. I killed him. Oh God, yes. I, even, I wasn't I, even sad. Caden's a puss. In the first game, my character's both a lesbian them, because but, I wasn't dating Caden.
0: Both, <laughs> both, both of the humans in the first one were, were trash. Mm-hmm. One was a racist, the other was a spud. T- actually. Wait, wait, um
1: Ashley wasn't that bad. No, granted, she I didn't romance me. her, but um, I did by accident.
0: But I've already told this story. <laughs> she
1: didn't bother me as a, uh, as just a person, though, as just a character. Yeah. Kaden was annoying.
4: I don't know. You can, you can. There's the the uh, the guy who's like slowly dying of like space cancer who you can romance, but you can't romance Rex. That
1: slowly dying of space cancer.
4: Uh, fish guy, fish assassin.
1: You can romance. He's slowly dying of
4: cancer. Fish cancer. Spoilers. <laughs> fish, fish cancer. <laughs> fish what? Oh, what I'm <laughs>
2: cancer. You, you are a fish. You're
4: like yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's annoying.
1: Do you know why I don't like him? Because hmm. there is a guy in my uh, that I used to role play with. Who's a great friend, by the way. Like, like.
4: Did he have fish cancer? Well, no.
1: It's but just fish he, he's a great guy.
4: out of the table. However, he plays
2: games,
1: (laughs) role-playing games, so differently than me. And every time, every single time he made a character, he made that exact guy. That exact guy! Exactly. Every damn time.
5: Fish. Oh my gosh. Cancer. <laughs> the whole well,
1: the assassin of the heart of gold shit, but
5: Really, John? Cancer fish again?
2: <laughs> this is supposed to be Shadow Run. we <laughs> fish in Shadow Run. <laughs> they don't make sense in Shadow Run. Okay, yeah. fine, Buddies and burrows. <laughs> what are you doing in this hole, fish? You <laughs> are dying of cancer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to first. first. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Things have been tough ever since
0: hey.
2: we moved
5: away from the river. No, 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 hang on. Now you're making me think of pillow fishes who live in anuses.
2: Oh, God! <laughs> was, today
3: I was like...
2: I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that was on Saturday morning. We cause breakfast cause. cereal, yeah. so, this is, so this is James, everyone. He's a part of our lives.
4: <laughs> and now he's a part of yours. <laughs> you
0: Huzzah! You
4: can't get him out. Rejoice
5: oh. or despair. Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the ionic played?
6: I've mostly been playing Knights of Pen and Paper, uh which is a uh semi casual RPG where you play uh, up to six characters playing an RPG.
3: What
6: um, <laughs> you, you, you like I have in my party I have a hipster cleric, a lawyer paladin, um a Ramona Flowers as a druid, uh a nerd wizard and one of the game developers is playing uh, a hunter. Um, and that's my party, <laughs> and um, it's it's a great little game. You run around. There's a, there's a game master. You can buy like upgrades for your table. Like if you get miniatures, it'll give you one bonus. Is this you get... is this a
5: color game?
6: Can you buy? Um, it's, how it's, how can I give them my money? It's it's on Android. Um, it might be available on PC as well, like on Steam. Um. <laughs> It's oh, Knights of Pen and Paper. Is this that
5: thing that I was watching you play the other time? Maybe it's With all the eight-bit super... where you were killing the skeletons. Yes, eight-bit yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. graphics. Um, I have finally defeated the game, and then accidentally, uh, the bad guy opened a portal into the real world, and so I had to go back and like protect the party from getting attacked by the monsters that had crossed over from the game into mm-hmm. the real world. I, I
5: would. Uh, oh, sorry. spoilers. So, I yes. would just like to add. I watched him play his his, the, his that game, mm-hmm. and so the various characters, your players, are dressed in the costumes appropriate to the roles, sitting at the table across from the DM as the dungeon scenery is changing. So, like the DM and the table that you're sitting at is a persistent like terrain. Mm-hmm.
6: You upgrade the, the table and like <laughs> various furniture you know to give you buffs.
5: In fun <laughs> and... games
6: parlance, we would call this going deep. <laughs> it's, it is you? a quite excellent game if you like RPGs and leveling stuff and unlocking things and a very perverse sense of humor. Uh, <clears throat> I highly recommend it.
1: You forgot the other game that you've been playing a lot lately. Sip Clicker.
6: Oh yeah. <laughs> this, this one got me <laughs> arrested. Ah! <laughs> arrested. Uh, <laughs> Well, that too. But I later bailed them out. It was fine. Some of you may know what a click-based game is. It's like a browser game where you click on things and things happen. I.e. Cookie Clicker, Yeah. Being
1: the most infamous.
6: uh, Or the most recent. Um, But, you know, time passes according to the game. You can upgrade your stuff so that you get more stuff, so you can upgrade your stuff better. Um, And this is sort of a very civilization-like game. And uh, the one on my tablet... Uh, everybody died because I wasn't paying enough attention, and I didn't have enough army, and wolves came and ate all my people. That's because you weren't worshiping corn, Lord of Skulls, all
1: caps. <laughs> that is my deity, by the way, in the game. It asked <laughs> me who I wanted to worship, and I said Corn, Lord of Skulls, in all caps. I'm also. It is also the Empire of Canterlot, ruled by the mighty Princess Moonbutt.
4: You described a lot of your personality as so people at home. <laughs> Did we
0: just have a Warhammer My Little Pony crossover? Yes. That's true. <laughs> One of
2: many to come. I'm terrified.
0: Awesome. <laughs> I'm aroused.
4: <terrified>. I'm <laughs> <laughs> terrified. I'm sitting now. next to him. do <laughs> you think I feel. I'm so
2: like, what are you been playing? Skyward Sword. Ooh. Legend yes. of Zelda Skyward Sword. You too. That, Go back and do that. That's a Legend of Zelda game where you can wave a sword to wave your sword. It's definitely the selling point of the game. I was um, pretty impressed by how well they uh, uh, executed on that one part of the game. It's got It's got flaws. It's got things about the game that I don't like. Many of them were perhaps greedy. Uh, but one thing that they cannot be accused of is failing to execute on the Wiimote is a sword, hit guy with it. <laughs> uh, cause, <clears throat> like, the very first, it, it's actually, <clears throat> they do it
5: not to be confused with Red Steel or No More Heroes.
2: <laughs> well, I feel like both of those games maybe didn't do it that well. I mean, I know that Jane, or I know that, uh, Haikov was a huge fan of No More Heroes, but more for the story than the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Also, do you wave a sword for No More, Se- no more Heroes?
5: Yeah, yeah, lightsaber. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing.
2: But, no no, but, like do you the player wave the sword?
6: Uh, I'm That's not sure. Simply. I have i played a demo of it. Um and Red Steel you did, but it was before the Wii Motion <coughs> Plus upgrade yeah. thing. So the tracking wasn't so great, and you basically had like you can do it vertically, horizontally, in
2: between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and if you're lucky, it'll do it the way you wave the sword. <laughs> Zelda can uh, fall prey to that sometimes when you're trying to wave the sword very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem that I would often run into is they make you, wave, they, they make you swing along certain vectors uh, at, at various times. Like um, you fight a scorpion monster and you have to attack the joint in its claws. It rotates its claws, so you have to strike at perpendicular to the orientation of the claw. If it holds its claw horizontally, you have to strike vertically to get into that joint. Um, or you can just stab. In on uh, It also has a new game Plus, which is a first for a Zelda game for me, anyway. Uh, they call it Hero Mode, where once you beat the game, you can restart the game and play with some of the stuff you had from your first game. And it was not until Hero Mode that I discovered the magic of just stabbing everything. Because most of those things were it's like, you have to slash across a certain angle. Or I could stab. <laughs> uh, the... like. The tutorial stage is you're in this sword training hall where there's all these logs. And they have a line on them that you're supposed to chop them along. So it's like, slice this log horizontally. Slice this log on a diagonal. You can go down that diagonal or up that diagonal. The ability to swing up was super super mm-hmm. handy. Uh, the problem is that, like, let's say you've already... The, the sword moves as you hold your arm out. So you can, like, slowly move your hand and watch Link hold the sword out to an angle. I was a fan of running around, holding the sword backwards. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, of course, was. Well, of
6: course. Does <sighs> it have a clipping ears? What do you mean? Um, the Wii U, like, Nintendo Park thing, the, the game that comes with the Wii U, mm-hmm. um, had a Zelda one. And oh, that a, was fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the multiplayer is kind of cool. Like One person plays a Zelda, the other person... Or, plays his link. The other person, I guess, plays his link with a bow.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, well, oh well, no, it's actually disturbing. very easy. So, you, you have, um, <coughs> it, it's, uh, you have one person who has a sword and a shield, and then the other person with a bow. And there's some targets that only people, person with a bow can take. Some people, some targets that only the person with a sword can take. And some, they're just better suited for one or the other. And, um, and then you're kind of on this track, where you kind of, like, run down this, like, path.
5: And so, it's four it's, swords. I don't know what that is, but no. it,
1: it is actually very interesting because there's be, there's it, actually some subtle strategies to keeping the using the sword guy who can defend off the archer who so that you would know, it be would, would it to be shoot.
2: too much to ask them like so why isn't Zelda the other person yes <laughs>
1: because it is your uh, it's, just, it's Wii U actually you and with a, with a Zelda hat or with a, a Link hat yeah it's, oh, okay. it,
6: it, it takes your me and puts. Link clothing on it. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's what
1: they call me. Not yeah, we use the system. Okay, it? so
6: that's not so bad. But, no.
1: but that had a yeah, it's, huge. it's your little area. person like, with okay. that Link. Well, to charge also, it's it.
5: it's a remake of Zelda One, and you still you do have to rescue Zelda, right? So no, no, this is just a silly silly oh, okay. game where you no, run around
6: and you're kill... in fact
0: actually
1: fighting animated stuffed critters. Yeah,
4: huh. like it's, it it's, should make you fight knees of, Kirby, of other people on your your you, system. But, anyway, <laughs> but go sword.
6: The reason I brought this up was. To charge your your spin attack, you hold the sword behind you, and usually uh, it ends up with a clipping error and the whor- sword is sticking through your own head
2: <laughs> while, while uh, you're running along. No, I, I never had any problems okay. of that kind because well, that's because
1: you're holding your sword like this
2: when you run. well, no, it doesn't perfectly it doesn't perfectly match your your sword orientation. It it tries to match your sword orientation within a reasonable pose for Link. Likewise, uh, it matches your using
0: some sort of reverse kin- inverse kinematics to do it right. as opposed to
2: just. Clipping the thing to that point in space and hoping that it... Uh, yeah. Likewise, it tries to match your swing to a reasonable swing within the game. Mm. Uh, <coughs> though It's funny that you mentioned the uh, the spin mechanic, because in this game, the way you do a spin attack is, you know, you've also got the nunchuck. And the nunchuck mm-hmm. has always had the accelerometer that the Wii Motion Plus controller had. Mm-hmm. So, the way you do a spin attack is you cross... That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you're fighting, you're, you know, sitting there slashing. Normally, this is your shield hand that you, because you have to, in this game, if you want to shield stuff, you have to actually. Thrust the shield. Punch the object with your shield, like, in real time. If you just hold it up and then hide behind the shield, that'll work for a little bit, but your shield has HP. Mm. (laughs) And it doesn't take damage if you, like, impact guard the thing, uh, but it does take damage if you don't. And it tends to take damage rapidly. So, like, the, I made that mistake originally. Like, I hid behind the shield for, like, the first fortress, and it was dead before I got to the end of the hallway. <laughs> I was like, okay, note to self. Need to actually do the shield impact thing. <laughs> um, the. Can't wait till Crane comes out. And you can also spin attack as much as you want, because this Zelda game introduces endurance, where, actually, it's, it's very Shadow of the Colossus, because, like, when you're climbing anything, you have a little endurance meter ticking down. Um, when you do spin attacks, it eats a huge chunk of endurance, and if you burn out your last slice of endurance in a combat situation, it's real, real bad. Mm. Like, basically becomes paralyzed, and just stands there panting, like, and you can't do anything until it t- until he takes time to fully refill his thing. If there's sure. monsters on you, they will damn sure kill you. Even on easy mode, even when you first start out. Um, so you can slash as much as you want. The neat mechanic that they had for that one was the, um, the throw an energy wave, which in this game is called Skyward Strike, and you have to hold the sword straight up to charge it. Like, Link will show you when you've done it, because when you've got the perfect vertical alignment, he'll suddenly, like, stiffen, Mm
0: -hmm. and then
2: a little shine will start at the end of the sword and work its way down to the base. When it hits the base of the sword, you can release the slash, and you can actually release the slash in any of your normal slashing angles, including stab. Which I did not even know was a thing you could do until New Game Plus. So it's
0: basically you charge, charge,
2: charge, shotgun. It's more of a missile, Well, actually. But it was a super handy missile. Like, a lot of bosses after... In hero mode, a lot of the bosses, I was just like... I just took them apart with skyward stabs from a distance. Um, They do this interesting thing. The other thing I really liked about their hero mode is it's not just hard mode. It is hard mode in the sense that all the monsters are harder. Like, they, they deal double damage. And they don't give you any hearts... Like, not, uh, they give you pieces of heart, but you never find hearts lying around to heal. So you're basically going, you know, without any health recharge whatsoever, unless you find a place where you can recharge your health. They have, uh, in this game you do that by sitting down. So, like, if you find a chair, sit in that chair and heal to full. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Link can't sit on the ground. I feel
2: like. With the hero mode, I, I randomly read about this.
5: It was supposed to be a throwback to the the master quest from like the older Zelda games or something like that, which is well, a harder difficulty.
2: You know, yeah, oh, that's right. They did yeah. it for the very first Zelda. Zelda, first game. Zelda well, game. Well, they they call it the
5: master quest. Yeah. Well,
0: but it was it was all new dungeons, like the right. dungeon layers were completely different, mm-hmm. and the right. the I think it was the same bad bosses, but everything was a lot harder.
5: Right. Yeah, and, and they I don't were know in different spots. I don't yeah. know what caused me to read about. Which this. means you to find some of them. Some of them were mm-hmm. hidden. But it, there was it was a whole big thing. There was also this whole big conspiracy where people were convinced in Link to the Past that it was a Master Quest version, and there was a lot of hoaxes. And people finally like confirmed there wasn't by going actually going to the code. And we like, no, there's no Master Quest. Oh, that game was, was what
3: was the guy enough. in what, was really good. Who was the guy in <coughs> Mortal Kombat? The,
5: uh,
4: Shao Kahn. Mo Raiden? mocap.
3: No, not mocap.
4: Liu <laughs> He's got a mocap. Goro.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I am thinking of Street Fighter, maybe. Oh. Trying to think of that guy who everyone spent, like,
6: Chung. four hours. Oh, four
3: I
0: don't remember those back in the day, but I don't remember what it was. Are you talking about Dan?
3: It might be Dan. There's
0: a more common character that you could...
3: That there, like, basically there was a... When people looked at the the code, it looked like you could access this
5: one character. Oh, uh, I remember, like, yes. yeah. Oh, oh. Master Shin or something like that. What was the one? Maybe the No,
4: Master. No, no, no.
1: I think it was. Um, I think it was Noob
4: Saibot.
1: Lizard Man. No. no, it's the red.
4: Whoever happened to be the red ninja, he was in Mortal Kombat 2 in a background shot. He was. Uh, I think, isn't he right though? Isn't it, was it Cybot? Noob Cybot is not him. Noob Cybot is the shadow one who's gray. <coughs> right. This particular one was the red one who uh, has a different person's name backwards rather than two people's names backwards split together. Uh, this particular guy uh, was a color palette mishap that happened in uh, the background of one Mortal Kombat 2 level. In Mortal Kombat 3, he was an unlockable character. But in 2, everyone thought he was an unlockable character. 2 was also the only Mortal Kombat game that didn't have Scorpion in it.
1: Hmm. Really?
3: Novel.
4: Yes. Yeah, because he was killed at the end of Mortal Kombat 1. So reasonable. And then he
1: came
5: <laughs> back?
4: Yes. Because continuity, whatever. <laughs> no, have... he's a zombie. I mean, he's, uh-huh. he's, or well, not I... a zombie, but like a, a undead uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: though I feel like Mortal Kombat is probably not the only fighting game. I think Street Fighter had a... Had a... Yeah, phantom character that a lot of people I thought were. That real. makes I sense.
1: I was sworn lizard man the first time was that way.
4: Lizard man was in the first game and was <coughs> also a similar issue. I got two more things to say about Sky Resort.
2: One of them is that uh, in Hero Mode, my favorite thing about Hero Mode, which I, I didn't get to before, was that the NPCs know you're in Hero Mode and they reference it somewhat regularly. So, for example, towards the end of the game, you're talking to this like old guy and he's like, "Hey." You look really familiar. And you can answer, have we met before? And you can either say no or yes. And if you say yes, he's like, oh, right, you're in hero mode. Well, I'm not going to go through my big whole spiel then. You know what's going on. The second thing was that throughout the whole game, I wondered if there was supposed to be some kind of feminist statement going on here. Really? Because um, in the end, it turns out that I think it wasn't so much a statement as Japanese games are trying to kind of catch up. Mm-hmm. with, you know, the rest of the civilized world when it comes to the role of female characters. Um, hmm? no, go ahead. So, like, at the very beginning of the game, uh, instead of being some, like, princess that you're supposed to rescue, Zelda is your best friend from school. Like, hmm. Link and Zelda hang out all the time together, everybody keeps giving you a hard time about it as you're walking around your hometown. And it's a hometown that is in the sky, so, like, your people fly around on birds. Mm -hmm. And you go through, like, the tutorial stage, and then the two of you are flying on your birds together, I guess it's a date, and she gets sucked off of her bird by a tornado and falls down through the cloud cover. There's, like, this opaque layer of clouds birds won't cross. So, you go, you go to the village elder, who is Zelda's dad, and tell him what happened, and he's like, well... She's a strong girl. I'm sure she can take care of herself. All the same, you should find a way to get down there and, like, bring her back up. Because the bird won't fly down to pick her up. So we need to figure out a way to get to the cloud cover to to recover her. But he was in no way concerned that falling from, like, low freaking orbit (laughs) might have killed his daughter. Nor what on the mysterious world below, which is basically an ascendant myth to the people of Skyloft. Might you know threaten her life? Is like, nah, Zelda's badass on toast. There's only gonna be a problem.
4: (laughs) She has very low weight. Have you noticed that? And that's why he's not worried. He's gonna figure that she's just gonna like sort of float down.
1: Well, she knows the spell (sighs) Featherfall is a uh, spell-like ability. She can cast it once per day.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a racial ability. Suffice to say,
2: uh, then I won't spoil the end. But the important thing is that at none of this at no point in here was Zelda kidnapped. You were not trying to rescue her, you were both. That makes me really happy. You were working in parallel to you know, fulfill your roles in this quest. Now, this is a spoiler, but I am going to tell it to you anyway because I think it will enhance your enjoyment of the game. Two cans. She does get kidnapped briefly at the end of the game. For the boss fight, the boss does show up punch Zelda in the stomach throw him over her shoulder uh, throw her over his shoulder and then go running down a thing and then you have to like have this chase sequence following the guy and then you fight that guy and then you get her back and then after that is the boss of the game so she is briefly kidnapped she wouldn't be Zelda if she weren't but she does spend about 98% of the game in a state of total control of her destiny
1: well I feel like that kind of kidnapping of getting punched in the gut by a presumably a giant monster or something. Yeah. Could happen to mostly anyone.
2: It's actually pretty impressive. You gotta like... Right,
1: that would straight up kill Houdini.
5: (laughs) You gotta love the throwback to to Double Dragon, where it just starts with Chick getting punched in the gut.
1: That is true. Thrown
5: over shoulder. That
1: game.
0: I think it's a deconstruction in this case. I'm just saying. Perhaps. Um, Ah. Um... but anyway, so that was that was the things I had to say about it. So James, have you been playing anything game wise
5: lately? Yes. Uh I recently downloaded uh Scribblenauts Unlimited oh. off of Steam. Ooh. And what prompted me to get this game is because I this is gonna be a free plug for Team Four Star. <laughs> because I frequently watch Dragon Ball Z Abridged as Yay. done by them. And when in between their episodes, I watch their other stuff, like when they had Nappa and Vegeta play various games. though recently, it, they've had a series of called, like, Renegade Blank, which is just the voice of Vegeta playing various games. And so, I was watching the, the version, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna repeat all of it, so it's better to watch than to be heard. But, suffice to say, it's you know, so Vegeta playing this game, and he's all like, what is this? And he's, they're going through the intro movie where they're talking about Scribble Knot's dad, Edgar, and his wife, and their adventures, and, and, uh, how they're gonna, they're gonna, they settle down and start a family and have 42 children. And like, Vegeta's like, Jesus Christ, man, pull out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they go through a tutorial and he's like, get this cat off the tree. He's like, how do I get this cat off the tree? And he summons a shag off <laughs> and the cat like runs off the tree and the little girl picks up the cat, terrified and runs away. And Vegeta's like, I helped. <laughs> back to uh, Scribble Knots. So I'm watching this video and I'm like, I've got to play this game. So I download it and, you know, I'm, I, and in, in Scribble Knots, you know, they try to be family friendly and you can't type anything vul- vulgar, you can't do anything that's like celebrities or anything that's licensed and you can't, uh, do anything that's, uh, profanity. Yeah, profanity, vulgarity. But just to see what kind of things you can get away with, you try different things. Like, all animals and persons, you can give them the naked qualifier. And all that does is that it, they show up with a pixelated torso. So, so if you, like, <laughs> type in naked panda, it's just a panda avatar with a pixelated torso. Nice. <laughs> so for the longest time, I had naked woman in my backpack. Because you can put summons in your backpack. Okay. Just because. I'm a jerk. And it's just... and um, It was just meant to be there as a joke. But then, like... All this stuff keeps coming up, like, feed this shark, or feed this vampire, feed this cannibal, cannibal. and I'm like, I really shouldn't, but <laughs> it's just too goddamn convenient.
1: And i actually heard changing Topic slightly. That game, that's the one where you have, like, the 42 different avatars,
5: right? Uh, yeah, you can unlock different avatars. And
1: they're, they're like, different uh, characters, the same guy, right?
5: Uh, no, they're his brothers, and they're his siblings, basically.
2: Yeah, 43 children.
1: Well, what I've heard, though, is, um, I've never played the game, so maybe I'm wrong. What I've heard is there's only one girl. Yes. And, which makes me a little sad, because it, it comes back to the problem of girl being a class.
2: She's just, she's the girl. Um, on, uh, on... Oh, God damn it, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's, it's a feminist video game blog on on YouTube. The uh, she called out Scribble Nuts. Troops versus Women. Troops versus women in games? Yeah,
0: that's the yeah With uh, so
5: uh Anita. Yeah. 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 um yeah, the the female character does spend most of the game being the damsel in distress until you beat it and then she becomes the unlockable one of the unlockable She's, avatars. Mm.
2: She's the last unlockable?
5: Yes. Mm. And Table flip. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if they're certainly were trying to do that on purpose, but, uh.
1: No, I, I'm not accusing them of intentional sexism. I think it's just the unfortunate mm-hmm. problem that is just rampant in everything, especially the video game industry, of, um, just unintentional sexism. It's just what people were kind of right, rate, what people- it's what is. The default. It's the and default. So it's yeah. a default, and so people are just like, okay, whatever. And they just never think about it. Right. And I think that's really the problem.
5: Well, um, so anyway, so. Other hilarious things. So there was a uh, part in the Haunted Mansion where all these ghosts are trying to get back to, the, go back to the great, they're uh, they they they're trying to pass on, they're like, give us things that are reminiscent of, of where we come from, one of them with a knight. And it's like, what would a knight like? So I summon naked princess, naked
4: squire, and a naked horse.
0: <laughs> so what have you been up to? Uh,
4: well, I have recently been playing a brand, brand new game called Bound by Flame. It is a little on the odd side, because it's a non-AAA-produced uh, game that's trying very hard to be a A game. So it has the really, really good graphics, so you can show great screenshots of it. And it's got some really neat intros, so you can show uh, off a cool trailer of a fight scene. However, it started off on PC for $40. Listeners may recall that $50 is the price of a video game... That's a triple A game, at least that comes out on PC. Well, but it's not sixty or seventy dollars. Seventy is reserved for consoles. Yeah, you're 60 right. Sixty occasionally happens on PCs if it's something like Modern Warfare. Yeah,
6: console games really up to seventy. Yeah, yes. they
0: are. There's additional costs to publishing for console, and I think that they, they, they
4: just know people will pay more because it's sort of a captive audience. Mm. But anyway, so Bound by Flame it wants very badly to be the uh, Dragon Age kind of game. You have the option of taking uh, followers with you. You have a tech tree that you level up through and can get different abilities, and you can have feats if you qualify for particular achievements. It's a really interesting game, and it also has, because it's a AAA game, uh, where you're in a medieval world or a sci-fi world, uh, you have the option to have good or evil choices. Well... Normally, I don't like the good or evil choices, because the evil choices are kick a puppy for no reason, steal money from starving children, blow up a planet, I don't know, because you don't like the look of it. And I never felt like a character was reasonably well motivated to make these evil choices. It just didn't make sense. Like, why the hell would you do that? What's wrong with this person? In this game, the basic idea is that you are possessed by a demon that happens within the first. 20 minutes of the game and that's the whole point of the game is that you're possessed by a demon so they've created a system where it actually makes sense for why you would choose to kick a puppy for no reason you're kicking a puppy for no reason not for no reason but because you're possessed by an evil demon this evil demon gives you human choices and demon choices rather than uh cuddle the puppy or kick it you have uh, set the puppy on fire, or you know, let the puppy go about its business. What's wrong with you?
2: Not worth the trouble.
4: It's not worth the trouble of setting that puppy on fire. I'm assuming that's the demon choice. It yes, letting the letting the puppy go is uh the human's choice. It's sort of an interesting way of solving a problem that I had, and I mean the the dubbing and the the voice acting is shit in that game. Like I'm enjoying it so far. And it's apparently relatively short. Take that, Bound by Flame voice crew. They suck. (laughs) They suck hard. You should feel bad for yourselves. Do better next time. Speaking of which, they should do it next time. Because it's it really gives a lot of the AAA experience. And makes reasonable shortcuts. So that it's still an entertaining game. There's replayability because you can only go through two of the three tech trees of Rogue, Fighter, or... Goddamn Flame Demon.
1: Flame Demon?
4: Yeah, this is Bound by Flame. Mm.
1: I want to be a Flame Demon in a game. It sounds awesome. Well,
4: if you have $40 and Steam, you can. I don't have $40. Well, then if you wait long enough, maybe I can uh, uh, get you a way to play that. Or go on Steam Sale. Yeah, mm-hmm. it certainly... I mean, it was on Steam Sale when I bought it before the game came out, which was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. On, on the topic
5: of paying out the butt for Steam games, I think Yahtzee recently complained about the new Metal Gear Solid demo, which was like 30 bucks or something like that. And That's it was not just a demo. A...
1: The demo was
4: $30? No, the game was $30, but it was a demo. Explain. <laughs> so, imagine if you will, what? you're a big developer, and you've got a name like Metal Gear Solid, and someone gives you an unreasonable time frame to finish up a game. What are you to do? Well, you certainly can't sacrifice graphics, no, but you know not. what? You, you what you could do is sacrifice having two levels. So, Metal Gear Solid, the recentest one—I don't remember which one this is called—Metal uh, Gear Solid next, next. Was yeah. that
1: Revengeance?
4: I don't know. No, no, time, Re- yeah.
5: Revengeance was the one with Raiden. This right? I think that was the most recent one
1: to come out. No,
5: there's no. a new
4: one with Old Snake and. Bikini Mute Sniper Chick. Bikini so, Mute
1: Sniper Chick. We'll get to
4: that later. There's two things to, metal, to this Metal Gear Solid game. One, well,
1: game,
5: so
4: you have no. literally one map. If you want to replay it, you can try different missions on that one map by restarting that one map. Hmm. They're experimenting with the overworld, I guess. It's a small overworld. <laughs> it's a map-sized. After all? It is. And... <sighs> another interesting thing about it is if you get injured they wanted to make it a realistic game too because you can't sacrifice that either apparently. So how do you make injuries realistic? Well, you make injury recovery realistic. So if you get shot, you need to remove the bullet, stitch up your wound and put like antiseptic and bandage yourself. But, because they didn't have a full budget, you don't need to do those in any particular order. (laughs) So, you could stitch yourself up, put a bandage on there, put antiseptic on top of the bandage, and then remove the bullets, (laughs) if (laughs) you so chose. I was waiting for you to say that uh, if you get shot...
2: The game gives you a black screen saying, you have to recover in the hospital for three months. (laughs) The game will not start before (laughs) this. (laughs) I was
1: actually something
2: like that,
4: too, thinking back to the days of uh, Steel Battalion. And you have to do this for every single bullet that hits your character. Get ready Uh, to watch graphic scenes of this guy pulling bullets out of his body, because that's the majority of the game. I (laughs) thought it was just a menu. It is a menu, but you also get to see him do it.
2: Oh, pleasant! <laughs> what are the choices on that menu: pull bullet out of <laughs> wound or put bullet in the wound. See how this plays out.
0: <laughs> Drop some dirt in it; it'll probably get
2: better. <laughs> I feel like this bullet may appreciate its value. I want to carry it
4: for a while. <laughs> the um. So what is the most? So you talk about Call of Duty game too. Um, there's a Call of Duty game. I don't know anything about it oh, except that you I have do.
1: like. Oh, whoa. there's a new Call of Duty game.
4: I've seen the trailer. Is there ever not? They're, so it's
5: it's like set near future where I assume the United States... It's kind of like Ghosts where the United States has like future-esque technology. Like instead of space lasers, there's like power suits for <laughs> special forces guys. And the main bad guy is Kevin Spacey. It's an avatar of Kevin Spacey voiced by Kevin Spacey. Hold on. Go
1: back to the powered armor. There's powered armor in a Call of Duty Don't game? Don't get yep. excited. <laughs> Because I am about like eighty percent of the way to having a full hard on. Decrease right now. Oh.
5: that
4: by ninety percent. So there's <laughs> power armor. They
5: also in the trailer featured like the Spider-Man gloves, some kind of like weird nano sticky glove. That, that goes. sounds
1: boring. Powered armor. Okay. Tell me about the power armor.
4: Get less excited.
1: <laughs> I am about to go buy a Call of Duty game for the no, first not, time in my life. You're right. Don't do Talk it. Talk me out of it.
4: Okay. Well, first and foremost, I have seen this power armor. Do you know what this power armor looks like? Uh-uh. It looks like pipes attached to your back. Because it's a bunch of little pipes that assist you. Do you remember Elysium with Uh, Matt Damon? Yeah. It's like that. But less. There's less material. There's Gatling guns on them or something like that. Oh, okay.
1: okay. That's a little bit more
2: exciting. Is it? Maybe. I am having a (laughs) hilariously good time here watching the like dueling narratives of James and Will and like L is the is the meter <laughs> it's like uh, it's, it's, it's like uh, Guitar off. Hero or something where like James is trying to make the needle go left Epic and Will Solo is trying to make, and go left.
0: so so but isn't this one of the games that's like 30 bucks but it's like a demo? We uh, 30
1: bucks?
0: No, not for the Call of Duty game. Call of Duty's
1: probably a full This nice one's going
0: to be 85, I have to oh, okay. assume. <laughs> no, what was the other game that was that was like a demo, this but it wasn't a demo? Metal Gear Solid. Oh, it was, it
4: was the Metal Gear game. Metal Gear
5: there. Fractional. So, mm. so they claimed it was the finished game, but it turned out to be a
4: demo? No, it it certainly seemed like a demo in everything except for the fact that they called it the real game.
0: So there's one other thing, actually, before you get to me, that you two have been playing in a campaign.
2: You just started a, a new campaign, right? Mm-hmm. We just had the first session last night. It's interesting.
4: I don't, know, I don't know enough about Zelda to know whether or not this was well within the Zelda paradigm. Well, hold on, it's like, what is it? <laughs>
2: oh, uh Heiko was running a campaign uh, set in a Zelda-esque universe. I mean, it is the Zelda un- It's supposed to be the Zelda universe, but the Zelda universe is kind of quantum. Uh, you know, each game is kind of its own continuity. Uh, so, like, we're not, we have, we're not gonna meet Link or Princess Zelda or anything like that. There's but also the whole... a band gap between them.
1: What, are you saving a princess?
2: No. Oh. God, I hope it. not.
4: <laughs> our campaign, you know, I, uh, we have a, our, our team is led by a princess. Which you didn't save in the first session, despite her needing assistance.
1: She was fine.
4: She nearly died. Psh.
1: So, it's Skyward Sword again,
4: Right.
0: She's fine. So this is a this is a heavily reskinned fourth edition campaign like the One Piece campaign was.
2: Yeah, it's not as reskinned as One Piece was because you know being a, Zelda is not way far off a of fourth edition. Um, Haigov has been running a bunch of uh, Pathfinder campaigns recently in a campaign setting we've been building. We like to call the uh, Eight Arms, uh, which is a it's like a Victorian age Pathfinder game. Sounds um, awesome. It's really worth a Pathfinder game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It
2: was? You guys played in that? Yep, played a couple times. yeah oh,
1: man, you're so lucky.
2: Heiko got burned out on it, like, just had a couple of bad experiences. The last uh, the, the last Victorian Greyhawk campaign went uh, rough. But it was the Monster Hunter campaign, which sort of became the Monster Friender campaign. <laughs> I um, loved it. I loved it because it we lost so hard. It had a devastatingly <laughs> anticlimactic ending. Did it? The Okay, we killed the campaign boss in his bed, in his shack, in his sleep, (laughs) with a coup de gras to the throat, with a scythe.
4: But the reason why that was a great ending for this campaign is because the last six episodes we were trying to make him a good guy. Yeah, we were trying to reform. We were just bending over backwards, trying to get this guy to be... To reform his ways and stop being a terrorist. Why
1: did you care so much? Why didn't you just kick his shit in? It was
4: the situation we found ourselves in. He had... We,
2: we sort of fell backwards accidentally into that... He basically had a dead man switch.
4: Yeah. Uh, he had the oh. ability to control terrifying monsters. And while he controlled these terrifying monsters, which were near populated uh, areas, he controlled them, and they did not eat populated areas. And when we were befriending him, he was not killing people in a populated area. But if we killed him, he was no longer controlling terrifying monsters near highly uh, populated areas. Instead, gotcha. releasing terrifying <laughs> monsters near populated areas. Hang on. That makes sense. So we had a dead end. So we couldn't was
1: that intentional on his part.
4: Yes. Interesting. So hang on. This is the uh, the one with Slug and the Cannon Crew, right? Yes. Yeah. So we were just trying so hard to reform this guy, and we got so close, and then. There was outside escalation by other governments against him, which pushed him over the other way despite everything we did. And he just, he said, okay, I'm now resolved, but when I was before, perhaps more persuadable, I've gotta do this, I'm sorry guys. And we said, okay. Well, and you we gotta
2: do what you gotta do. And yeah. then that night we killed him in his sleep. And
4: I loved that ending. Honestly, that was, I
1: think that's a good ending.
4: That was my favorite ending for a uh, serious role-playing game that I've ever been in. Except it wasn't a serious
2: role-playing game, it was Pathfinder.
1: There is nothing inherently serious wrong
2: with Pathfinder. It, it wasn't what was... It, Will liked it because of the background that Will come from, but that particular campaign group, that was, not like, that was not the shot most of us had come to. And Heiko himself, as the DM, was not very pleased with it. I think he did a lot of soul-searching afterwards. I don't want to speak for him, but I know that uh, a thing that I've often uh, spoken to him about is that he has this tendency to make these totally, like, impenetrable bad guys that are just, I don't want to say perfect in every way, but, like, they're very, very good they are always going to have us outsmarted. They're always going to be a step ahead of us. And his justification is a very reasonable justification, is that if the players get the advantage on the bad guy, that's not interesting. We, uh, As he often says about uh, wrestling, it's most interesting when the face is chasing and the heel is holding the belt. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, his his campaign bad guys tend to be. The problem is that if we don't overtake these bad guys, because Iko tends to be a little bit smarter than all of us, Uh, we get into these weird situations where, like, with this guy, we, you know, did not just jump him when we first saw him. I think Hykov expected us to just jump him and kill him and then release a giant monster which would destroy a large fraction of the city and we would have to then kill that giant monster and deal with that and that was sort of what he had in mind. Um, My thinking was that, I I mean, you know, Slog approached him originally trying to kill him quietly. Mm -hmm. But it... That's why I wanted to stop you because he had a dead man switch. Right. Well, also it ended up like my my whole my, my plan to deceive him was uh, doomed from the start because he already knew everything about me because mm-hmm. he'd been watching us and like had you know an intelligence network that allowed him to be fully informed on everything we were we the party were doing. So like there was no sneaking up on this guy and getting him from behind. It was going to be an all out brawl in the streets or. You know. Mm-hmm. And since I represented myself to him in a friendly light to start off, I suddenly found myself obligated to make that bluff check a diplomacy check instead. Mm-hmm.
4: And so that was what Makes ended sense. up happening. It was definitely a darker campaign than I think most people signed up for. In fact, specifically, I, we went through a sign-up sheet, basically. Uh, how said dark what, did we sign up for not it? Not very. Really? It was supposed to be sort of Monster of the Week, not mm-hmm. dark at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then someone, I'm not going to name any names, try to make it way too serious and go into the implications of all the sorts of things in this world. It was Will. It was me. I think so. <laughs> well, I'm surprised it wasn't Gloves. Nope.
1: Mm.
2: Nope, Gloves. It's uh,
1: totally
4: something <laughs> we do. Yeah. Absolutely the- Gloves do. doesn't have this problem. I yeah. do. Anyway,
2: I got wanted to do something that was damn sure guaranteed to be lighthearted and fun, and mm-hmm. so we're doing another Hyrule campaign. We're doing it on Thursdays when you're running Ladies Pathfinder. Which is why we couldn't have Joanna, who really wanted to be in it too. It's a shame. But we, yeah, we just had the first session. Uh, we have. We should probably save something for a story time on this. But uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. I feel like it's going pretty smooth oh, so me far.
4: We've fought some moblins. We got, we got a, we went on a quest. Uh, we met a guy who's a crazy merchant. In central, essential, essential uh, Zelda stuff. Uh, we've got, got a feeling he'll be inexplicably showing up in every town we visit from now on. That oh, would yeah. makes sense. It's very reasonable. Uh, we met a fortune teller who couldn't tell the future, hmm. so, but was still a fortune teller.
2: There was a absolutely magnificent like improv comedy scene between High Cove and Will
1: mm-hmm.
2: over the fortune teller. It was like it was just magical because, w- including Will handing. The fortune teller, a, a an imaginary note, like Will did this, where he like rolled his arm out, <laughs> held, holding out an invisible piece of paper, which Michael then <laughs> pretended to take and read and comment on, or and, and comment on. What did he say? He says like the, the seven most effective habits of a, <laughs> right. Prince, right? <laughs> seven effective habits of highly leafy people. He's he's a Deku right prince. Seven effective habits of highly leafy people. <laughs> and then he just, like, gave Will this sardonic. look and Will's like, hey, what's the first rule on that list? And then Heiko looked down and said, don't question Prince Thistle's instructions. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the whole thing was like they had freaking scripted it. And, oh, That's like, awesome! Totally perfect comedic timing. Oh, yeah, it's was, wonderful. Uh, I it think Heiko and I make a good uh, comedy pair. I can see that. Well, you both have theater experience. The That's um, the, the thing that I found most Zelda-y about it was we got into town... And we walked, uh, we, 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 tr- we went and looked at a thing that was obviously where the quest was gonna start, but we didn't have a piece to make it happen, and it was, and, and that much was obvious. So then we went into the shops, and there was a kiosk that was empty. But the people on either side said, usually there's a guy there! He's late! Right? And we were like, maybe he's outside town ta- I, I think I was the one that's like <laughs> alright guys I got a feeling this dude is outside town being ambushed by moblins but then we went to the fortune teller anyway who was like I got a feeling this guy you're looking for is out of town being ambushed by moblins right now <laughs> and then they were like shit zone change outside of town like it's four moblins get him that's hilarious. And then we divided damage evenly among the noblins to the maximum extent possible, which is like the thing you don't do in 4th edition. Mm-hmm. You have to focus fire guys because they have a lot more HP than Pathfinder monsters.
1: Right, right. <sighs>
2: and it's like pick one guy, burn him to the ground, move on to the next guy. But just because we're all dumb like that, we ended up splitting up and like each trying to one on one one guy. All of us did that? No, there were five of us and four of them. <laughs> Look, I don't see what you're complaining about. I was trying to be the defender. I picked one guy and said,
4: "You, you have to deal with me."
2: I, I was the other side of the battlefield. I was a like,
4: you were an avenger, not a defender. You never stopped anyone from hurting anything. You only hurt people for doing so. You were a striker. <laughs> I was a defender. I put my leafy body on the line to protect a princess and was killed. <laughs> I, no, you weren't. I was beaten half to twigs. <laughs> I started, we started
0: up my third, my, my, my bi-weekly Apocalypse War game with Jen and Lee and Renee. And we've added Todd from the cast, oh, who nice. has a fresh baby also <clears throat> and who is now, um, you know, has It's not in a lot of games because he really can't get out of the house a whole lot, but Mm. he can play online. So, um, and so, so to our Skinner, Brainer, and Macaluso, we've added a gun lugger. (laughs) (laughs) So does that time skip forward past all the fighty stuff? And we're going to, we, we sort of reset the game. I think that's going to be really awesome. I am looking forward to, to that again. It's been a long time since we've had that thing. And, and, and to be honest with you, one of the things I want to do this summer is I want to get more of these online gaming, because I need to, I feel it's really important to hook people up across the country, so, you know, everyone here should at some point get on a G Plus game, even if it's a one-shot, and play with other people from mostly Chicago, you know. Geographically separated people. Yeah. Because that's that's one of the ways you build community. Because especially if, if not everyone can get out to cons all the time. You know, we have these, we have this sort of this all-star list online of all these
2: people, and we can just kind of put them together and see what happens. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll set them into the, uh, 10,000 Teeth campaign once it gets started. <laughs> That'd actually would be pretty cool. A campaign that will be able to, uh, serve my limitless greed for players.
0: <laughs> this podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts. Visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com. I podcast magic missile attacking the darkness since 2012.